दिस इज वत्सला एंड यू आर लिसनिंग टू वॉइस सिंग द वॉइस द प्लेस टू लिसन टू द वॉइस इन योर हार्ट टू फिल द वॉइड इन योर लाइफ एंड आई हैव अ वेरी स्पेशल गेस्ट जॉइन इन आस टुडे मिस्टर विवेक अत्रे इज एन एक्स आई एस ऑफिसर अ मोटिवेशनल स्पीकर एंड ऑथर अ मेंटर अ कॉलमनिस्ट एंड सो मच मोर ही इज एन अक्लेम्ड ऑडिटर and has spoken on multiple stages in india and abroad and his ted talks and josh talks have garnered more than 2.5 million views on youtube he is all about mentoring the young and encouraging them to lead cheerful and multidimensional lives and this is exactly what he does in his latest book finding success within which is out now honestly guys this is just a small fraction of his bio but you can find out more about him on his website vivekatre.com and hopefully you'll get a peep into his life by the way of this episode so let us meet mr vivek atre vivek sir it is so good to have you on this show thank you very much matsala it's lovely to be here on your show and looking forward to it First of all congrats on your latest book Finding Success Within I've read the book and I so cannot much. begin to tell you how much I love it So it's on my personal recommendations list and we'll talk about it throughout this episode But first let's talk about you a little Sure So talk to us about your journey to the civil services and the transition from that to motivational speaking and everything in between Yeah so it's been a fantastic uh, journey I actually started off wanting to play cricket and then I got into engineering college and I stopped playing cricket uh, though I played at the under 19 level then I wanted to prepare for the civil services and the IAS but my father passed away while I was just 2 years out of college and uh, it was uh, tough so actually i got a job in his place in the haryana civil service because he was an ips officer and uh, he died at the age of 50 so i became a haryana civil service officer and i was posted as sdm and all and that's when my civil services journey started and many many years later 17 years later or so i got promoted to be ias yeah all right so how did motivational speaking happen to you and uh, how did you switch entirely to motivational speaking was it always a calling or was it something you discovered while you were an ias officer yeah a bit of both so i realized that i could speak uh, in public pretty well when i was a young officer as sdm in college and all i never used to do much public speaking though i'd been in a couple of plays in school time but uh, not much and then i uh, as sdm of kalka i went and started giving speeches because i mean that is what sdms do and i used to be chief guest somewhere and i used to go to a village somewhere and i had to speak to these people so it was uh, very uh, good fun as well as uh, i felt comfortable on the stage and then over the years i realized that people like my speeches they come up to me they talk to me at times i would be at the chief guest at a school or college function and the parents would come to me at times at an it event where i was director it i would speak and people would come up so it was uh, obviously something that i was good at and i became better with practice and with more exposure and then uh, i became a motivational speaker while in service because i started motivating youngsters 
whatever I could. And but I used to speak once a month or once in two months. It was rare. I had a couple of TEDx talks recorded, but then I realized that I can full time. Uh, I can be a motivational speaker, and I can do this more. And it's required by the youth also that someone goes and inspires them. at this level and uh, so i became motivational speaker awesome awesome so you've written about creativity can you talk to us a little about how creativity played a role in your life yes of course i can and that is something which i think i had from the beginning so my writings also reflected that in my earlier years i remember an incident where there was a child who uh, there was, he was my classmate and we had a challenge to each other i think we were about maybe 9 years old and we said that uh, okay let's write a story of uh, 40 pages and whoever writes a story of 40 pages by tomorrow will uh, the other one will give me a chocolate or something i was in london as a school boy at that time for 3 years my father would post it there and i managed to somehow finish the story of 40 pages and took it the next day and he was very surprised and he had no idea and he had no inclination to write that story you just kidding i think <laughs> when i wrote the story he gave me a chocolate the next day he was very sincere i became a more creative person by my writings and then in my job in my career also i was creative i wanted to try new ideas to serve the public technology came in at that time and i started implementing technology wherever i could and then that creative spirit just kept increasing and now i think i'm at my most creative ever with my motivational speeches my writings my stories my trying to inspire others in various ways doing new things i think creativity is really really important for everybody yes yes so your first reward for creativity was a chocolate that is an interesting story yes it was <laughs> so uh let's come to your book so what i love about the book and i've also talked to you about it earlier what i love about it is that you curate a list of 52 skills which include life skills as well as career skills and not many people are making conversations about these things and these conversations need to be made yeah what i also love is that you exemplify each of these skill and how the application of these skills or even the lack thereof can affect someone's life so much so you're exemplifying all of that with the you're taking up examples from people in their everyday lives or people we know and that just makes it so much more relatable so i'm i'm holding the book right now and i have so much stuff in here that is highlighted and underlined and i want to make so many conversations but i know i cannot possibly cover all of them so i'm just selfishly going to stick to my favorite parts of the book oh. and uh, we'll leave the rest for the listeners and whenever they get the book they have to read it and uh, decide their favorite parts of the book sure. <laughs> uh, okay so while you were talking about having a direction and purpose in life you talk about the goal post and i love this analogy i like to quote you here the goal post may have shifted several times while we were busy preparing to shoot and what i love about this analogy is that it hits so hard at home because so many people believe that the emotions of ambition and gratitude are actually conflicting emotions but they are not but they are not because you can always be grateful for what you have and still strive for more it's the prospects of a better something that has led us to where we are today right so and you also talk about it later in the book so i quote you again while it is not wrong to keep aspiring for more and better in life 
a feeling of being contented also has to be a part of your journey yes and i love how you articulated that so well in here so can you advise us on how we can actually balance these two emotions of ambition and gratefulness i think that's a very good question vatsala i think you have picked up one of the most important messages of my book and uh, i have of course read these things in the writings of the great saints that uh, we should always be grateful and then yes. we have to strive for more and better of course paramahansa yogananda author of the autobiography of a yogi says it yeah. very emphatically and i write this because i've seen it in my own life that there is no point in being frustrated there is no point in being uh, you know absolutely upset with what you are you have to be thankful for what you have and i totally think it can be a balance between being ambitious and being wanting more success and more achievements and on the other hand being grateful every day every night for what you have in your life the friends the family the home the comforts or even if you don't have comforts whatever little you have it is always good to thank god and your uh, your life uh, for what it is so basically even uh, in tough times if you have the strength when the times are tough to thank uh, your luck and god for what you are and what you have that is the time when you're actually achieving more greatness and becoming a better human being so even in the toughest of times and even with the toughest of people if you're able to shower that gratitude to them for some little thing then becomes a spiritual uh, kind of feeling but it is very very important and of course i always had drive and i always had energy and i always had dynamism in terms of my career so i even now i want to be the most the foremost motivational speaker in india and i want to do more and more so it's not like i don't so but i'm very content and happy with what i've got in life and whatever i've had yes yes so i think it's a very important thing for for people who think that their best days are behind them because your best days are yet to come and yes. it's always irrespective of what stage you are in your life it's always important to acknowledge that moving forward your best days are still ahead of you absolutely so yeah so i loved how you talked about career choices and how you need to prepare before you make a career switch because i think quote and quote quit your job is the worst life advice you can give to someone who hates their job it's so much easier said than done and i want to talk about the inability to make a career switch so what advice do you have for young adults who find themselves trapped in jobs they hate but they cannot quit due to a number of factors say they have families to sustain or they find themselves underqualified for their dream job or even overqualified for that matter yeah so yeah so they feel that this is the best they can do in terms of career but it doesn't make them happy anymore what advice would you have for these people actually uh, this is a very important question and i feel that uh, if you are not comfortable or happy with your situation or job even uh, we won't go there but even in a relationship when things become so strained and so difficult that each day is difficult and it's a drudgery then you have to even the great saints say that then you have to make a break and uh, but you have to try it till then to make it work even in a job or a career yes. in which you get into you have to try to make it work you have to find that spark within if it exists 
and uh, if it doesn't exist and you've done your best to try and still you're not able to then you definitely have to make a switch and if you are able to change your career even if it is uh, to a point where your salary or your emoluments are not as much as you thought they might be but you're enjoying your job more and you're making a comfortable life enough then it's fine to do that and if you're not able to change your job as you said because of many constraints you may not be able to you're not qualified for anything else or you're underqualified overqualified for anything else whatever it is then in that case you have to find some solace in your present job as well as find creative outlets in your life which will give you that happiness and you look at your job as something you have to do as a duty only and when you go back home you have that guitar to play or that uh, that book to write or read or whatever it is that you enjoy out of uh, out of your job look forward to that and you'll find that the days will pass yes. very quickly so life is about finding happiness in whatever moments are available to you you may have even if you love your job you may have a boss or you may have a colleague who makes your life very difficult but he has to be there or she has to be there and there's no escape so you as i often say and people also also quote this uh, from other places that uh, you agree to disagree that you kind of make friends with your situation as it is and find your happiness wherever you can yes and you've also talked about it in the in the book you've talked about recreational activities while you're in the job and taking breaks in in terms of vacations and all of that so like i said you're making conversations that not enough people are making okay so i'd like to quote my favorite part of the book sure. feeling low for a long period after a quote and quote failure is a result of our inner makeup and attitude two people when faced with the same circumstances always react differently at times vastly so success comes to those who overcome setbacks with fortitude and wake up the next morning with a can do attitude and this was such an amazing paragraph i've read it, i've reread it a hundred times because i could relate to it so much because i have been someone who used to dwell on their failures and i'm sure a lot of people can relate to this so yeah. they can be like you said you you correctly said it's either of the two you can either dwell on those failures and let those linger on you or you can get back up and get back in the game tell us a little about that what made you write this and what was your thought process when you were writing this well i can absolutely identify with what you're saying if i had read this much earlier in my life i would have been very much inspired by this and uh, it is absolutely vital to bounce back see everything that happens to us happens for a reason and we have to grow from it. we have to uh, learn from it we have to gain strength from it. and uh, if you look at uh, the spiritual aspect in life doesn't give us anything that we cannot handle and that's what uh, paramanta yogananda yes. also says he says that never will something come to you that you are weak uh, and unable to handle so somehow you have to bring that resolve out and that determination and go through that period with fearlessness as far as possible fortitude and even if you're feeling low it's normal you are human but the next day or the next day after that or the next week you should not be feeling as low you as you were feeling at that point of time so bouncing back getting better gradually that's what life is about each time life pushes you down 
you have to stand up and make it uh, you know somehow a happier day than the previous one and you keep on uh, keeping on as they say and uh, get up the next morning with some amount of enthusiasm and hope it's the only way to live that is amazing because i'll share a personal example if i may yeah so about 3 months ago i lost an internship opportunity due to covid obviously and i was shortlisted for an internship in paris i won't name the organization but it was a dream organization and this might sound trivial to so many people because it's just an internship but at that point of time it meant the world to me because i was getting this opportunity that i had waited for so long and at the i i cried for like 3 or 4 days straight <laughs> so i took my time but at the end of these days i got back up and i dusted it off and i know this sounds very filmy <laughs> but that is exactly how i did it and i thought to myself that i have to make the most of this time so that when you know two years down the line i look back at this period i don't want to see it as an opportunity lost but as an opportunity gained so like you said this line hit so hard because i have felt that and i speak the minds of so many people when i say that the fear of failure will always remain with us and you cannot conquer that fear you just have to face it and you have to emerge as a winner absolutely true. so thank you thank you so much for writing these lines it's honestly the best lines i've read about failure like throughout my journey okay so one thing i i really want to talk about is your tip number 45 not waiting for the blue ticks and this is something i feel our generation needs to know our generation has to know that external validation all sorts of thing are just superficial so can you please elaborate on that because i cannot i cannot put it into better words so i'd like you to put it in your own words yeah i think that's a very good point you picked up and uh, this external validation is exactly what i mean so basically uh, as a child i also used to be growing up as a cricketer as a boy i used to worry a lot about what people might think and uh, this is actually about that whether it's social media or whether it's our real life we basically keep wondering you know what will so and so think about me what must so and so be wondering about me and we inhibit ourselves a lot of course we have to live in a society and we have to be uh, uh, within some norms and within some uh, rules and within some limits but then there are so many ways in which you can let yourself go and be yourself instead of being bogged down by thoughts about what people might think and external validation is basically in social media is the same thing when you somebody has seen your message replied to your message or liked your post or commented or 100 people have done it or 200 people have done it that's when you are absolutely comfortable otherwise you are not uh, feeling uh, yourself because so and so hasn't seen your post and you know this this kind of thing is basically means that you are letting your happiness depend on others and what others think so we should not do that it is also like uh, making uh, like uh, you know when someone is losing his school at us and saying something to us then we are uh, thinking about that so that person has got to us and that person is controlling our mind by saying something he has or she has hurt us so much we are so sensitive that we are sleeping uh, late and keeping awake thinking about that so we are allowing that person to control our mind 
in this case we have to chill a little we have to understand that life will go on tomorrow is another day and if so and so has not liked it or you know not seen my whatsapp message we are not to be so dependent on others uh, validation or viewpoint or thoughts about us you have to ultimately be answerable to yourself each person and god so that is what life is really about yes yes and you know i think about it it's a, it's the funny part it's so appropriate because now that i look at it even i, I i'm not going to lie i i depend on likes so whenever i'm making a post on linkedin i'm checking the notifications say every 15 minutes but that is something i'm i'm trying to change about myself and those words really help okay so i want to talk about tip number 22 because i know a lot of people need to hear this a lot of my listeners are people who are just starting out out as entrepreneurs you you wrote and i quote the percentage of young people who decide to plunge into entrepreneurial world instead of seeking a job is increasing day by day so what advice do you have for these young entrepreneurs who want to enter into this field yeah so it's an important point and uh, i'm so glad that you asked me this very practical question apart from the larger questions and the qualitative and the the human emotion kinds of topics that we're discussing we are also now talking about something which is close to my heart because i've been director of it and i've been promoting the industry and in it in my career and i've met a lot of young people who had what it took to be successful in entrepreneurship and government can only do so much for them what they need are three things actually they need firstly they need a kind of innovative and creative outlook to life and work they need a new idea that is and they need to pursue that idea secondly they need yes. risk taking ability they need some kind of um, fearlessness that this may or may not succeed this may fail or this may succeed but i am going to carry on regardless third they need parental and family support i am not an advocate of somebody going against the wishes of his family and starting up and then failing and then the family will you know say i we told you so and this and that so unless your family is being very unreasonable and very difficult take them along and at least partly they should be with you and then your life becomes easier as an entrepreneur and when you start up uh, you have to be ready to take the knocks and be different from when you're in a cushy job or in a big organization so in a way when i quit my ias service i also we launched some advisory services vibrant advisory so we have only two or three people in that and that is good enough for this advisory services so i bring my experience into that but it is a startup and as an entrepreneur in that i would feel that it is very important for us to uh, to take the rough with the smooth to be resilient to be of good character and to be strong from within only in uh, somebody who is very bold and brave can be an entrepreneur but then entrepreneurs are also creating uh, good opportunities in the economy they creating jobs i've spoken often to working entrepreneurs and i always find these interactions to be extremely fulfilling very important yes yes i agree so uh, you also talk about people skills and you talk about creating goodwill not just popularity and this is something i feel that a lot of people are doing nowadays just creating popularity you say that popularity never remains on a high so can you talk a little about that and how did this idea occur to you yeah so i basically in my speeches 
especially to young audiences in schools and colleges and corporates i talk about the fact that uh, the goal of life is happiness and it is not success and i also talk about it in this book we are discussing finding success within so what i also say is that if the goal of life is happiness the earning of life is goodwill so what you will encash in your later years is the goodwill you have earned and it's not like we being selfish by earning goodwill it's basically that you are of helpful nature and you are popular uh, uh, not in a very uh, superfluous or peripheral way but in a very deep way that means the people actually admire you and they are look up to you or they are fond of you that will stay forever so they will you know like uh, i'm not trying to be very humble but i'm giving an example i had a message from a young girl who used to be in school when i was a young officer and i went as a chief guest and gave her a prize somewhere and then she uh, posted that gave me that picture i posted it and then i posted that picture and somebody else sent me a picture of his when he received a prize from me as a school boy and then he received a prize from me 15 years later when i was dc so i mean when i was a young officer and when i was a not so young officer but then i mean to have that kind of goodwill i was so uh, impressed and pleased to see these pictures and then it means that people wow. value your uh, you know your value your worth or value your connect and this goodwill also means that in the evening of your life or when your chips are down then people will be helpful to you because you have been good to them so i think that is something which is your earning of life there are people who are very powerful but they don't have goodwill and there are others who are not powerful not rich and not anywhere but they have goodwill and i think goodwill is much more important than temporary fleeting kind of popularity yes yes i couldn't agree more okay that is i i think i leave the rest to the listeners to to see for themselves how miraculous this book has been for me and hopefully will be for them so this was just a glimpse into the book and it in no way suffices reading the book which i honestly personally recommend so it's for all listeners so do you have any message for young indians and for probably people at all ages before we part ways today yes vatsala i think uh, like you i feel that if indians can be not only sure of themselves a little more and can think a little more deeply at a young age they can be creative they can be willing to try out new ideas and new pathways and they can basically have goodness in their heart that they are not trying to harm anybody else's chances when they are moving forward they are trying to make a mark on their own and i have that quote uh, which just came out spontaneously one day which is life is not about marks life is about making a mark and when you yes, making a mark and i love that yeah thank you yes. and making a mark not just with materially in terms of any power and fame but actually making a mark by earning that goodwill and respect and love from people and that is the true measure of success of a life so finding that success within you will find that success without and one last tip i'd like to give everybody is that being within also means finding that spiritual balance so the body mind and soul all are important to meditate read and find that inner peace which is very very important for us yes yes thank you so much sir for this conversation i honestly loved it it's the best conversation i've had in so long so thank you for taking the time to do this most welcome it's been lovely to be on your show thank you 
So that was Mr. Vivek Atre discussing his latest book, which, like I said, is out now and available on Amazon. I'm attaching the Amazon link in the description below, so don't forget to check it out and just get it. I'd also love to know your best insight from today's episode, so feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. And if you're not on LinkedIn, worry not because you can also reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is watsila.arora.16. I'll spell it out. It's v-a-t-s-a-l-a dot a-r-o-r-a dot one six. Also, also, if you like this episode, share it with your friends and subscribe to it on whichever platform you're using to listen. And I always forget to say this, but please rate it on Apple Podcasts. It honestly takes less than a minute, but it helps so many like-minded people discover this podcast. Your brilliance is one of a kind and you are more special than you will ever know. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for happiness.